This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the latest major data breach in Canada. This one is huge. The Desjardins Group, they are a financial institution based in Quebec. They say the personal information of more than 2.9 million of its members have been shared with individuals outside of that organization. Now, I guess the good news for us here in British Columbia is this is a financial institution, credit unions based in Quebec, so it probably, hopefully, does not affect you. But when you consider how commonplace this is becoming, I mean, it's almost is routine that these huge data breaches seem to happen over and over again this one massive 2.9 million people some of the information includes names dates of birth social insurance numbers addresses phone numbers email addresses details about banking habits now the company is saying some of the most sensitive information of their members including passwords and security questions personal id numbers we're not compromised in this breach, but there's an investigation going on to see how this happened. Let's check in now with Dominic Vogel, now chief strategist with Cyber.sc. That's a cybersecurity company. I'm very pleased to welcome him. Hi, Dominic. Hello, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. This is, seems like, you know, here we go around the mulberry bush again. It seems like these just seem to happen over and over again, and the scale of these breaches are huge. How did this one happen? Do we know? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's early on. It's hard to get actual facts. I mean, one of the good things here is that it wasn't um, an external hacker or some sort of malicious entity which was trying to actively gain access to this data and, and use it for nefarious purposes. This was what we, I like to refer to as an accidental insider <laughs> threat where someone, I guess, accidentally accessed some information and sometimes when people just hit reply all to an email and include the wrong attachment, um, that's when stuff like this can happen. So uh, at least it's an accidental data exposure more so than an active data breach. So it does lessen the risk somewhat, but it, it's, still, um, it's still not a good thing. <laughs> okay, it's, it's pretty amazing to think that an accidental breach could release this much information, though, of 2.9 million people. I mean, the, the head of this company seemed very angry at a news conference earlier today that this this had happened. But I, I guess, like you say, maybe it's better that it it's uh, it wasn't the result of an, an external cyber attack. But what does it say about this company's uh, security regimen that something like this could happen, even accidentally? Well, I, I- yeah, absolutely. And I think this is um, something which uh, a lot of organi- organizations, big and small, uh, are grappling with, in which, yeah. um, especially in financial institutions, uh, they're acquiring and, and dealing with so much personal information that uh, most of these companies uh, have a great deal of difficulty controlling the access to that sense of information. So what you have is you have some organizations where <laughs> just uh, a lot of individuals will have what I'll, I'll refer to as God access to all the information. Uh, and that's, that's part of the, the ongoing problem is that uh, companies are, are still really struggling to really define uh, the access levels of controls to control that data. Um, you know, whoever that individual was who was fired, again, we don't know what the, um, what the sort of the conditions were, wh- whether that was accidental or if they were trying to do something malicious. 
that's still not clear. Um, personally, the way I would like to see a CEO respond is by, rather than assigning blame within the organization, uh, that needs to fall on the shoulders of CEOs and, and boards. Ultimately, the buck should stop with them. Uh, I'm yeah. not a big fan of CEOs who blame data breaches on someone internally. Yeah, right. I mean, here you got this CEO saying like, oh, it's just some underling in, in the company, and oh, I'm so mad that this has happened, but... Man, I mean, for the people, imagine if you were doing business with this uh, credit union and you find out that your personal information had been breached. Now, this company is saying, well, the most sensitive data was not compromised. So he's saying that, well, there were no passwords uh, that were lost. There were no security questions or personal ID numbers that were compromised. But they are saying that it does include uh, personal information like names, dates of births, addresses, social insurance numbers. I mean, can that kind of information be used to defraud someone oh absolutely especially something like a social insurance number which is used as a common uh, um, sort of authenticator a way of verifying who you are um, you know it, it's it's definitely uh, a significant exposure uh, again you know where that data ended up and who would it end up with um, you know that'll change sort of the, the overall risk of the of the breach but um, like I said the fact that that could happen and happen on such a wide scale uh, again, to me, demonstrates that many organizations still struggle uh, with uh, the sort of data assets. And I like to say that data assets are toxic. It, it's like nuclear waste. You need to be super, super careful with how you deal with nuclear waste. Your data, your most sensitive data assets should be treated no differently. And um, to me, uh, there's eerie similarities to what happened with Equifax, in which the Equifax CEO came out, the first thing out of his mouth was blaming someone internally. After a few weeks went on, we saw that the major problem was that there were systemic uh, problems internally and that cybersecurity and data security were not taken seriously. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if something similar happened there. When these types of situations happen, it's because there's systemic failures within the organization. Yeah, I, I'm suspicious, too. I mean, when I hear, like, he's trying to, it's almost like you're trying to scape, scapegoat some underling in the company but it, you got to wonder if there are bigger problems than this and and when he says too, like oh don't worry we haven't been breached of any passwords uh it's just sort of less sensitive personal information that's been lost but then in the same breath he says if anyone is defrauded or anyone suffers any losses uh, as a result of this they they will be reimbursed which to me is almost a tacit admission that the, this breach is is potentially more costly uh, to the people involved in this Quebec credit union than than they're letting than they're letting on. For for sure, and and, and to me, something which we often uh, uh, coach our uh, our clients on is the importance of you know having a breach is one thing, but how you respond yeah. to it can often be even more important. And to me, the uh, fact number one of how to respond to a data breach is to stick to the facts, say what you know clearly state what you don't know and how you're going about trying to solve that um, and you know when to expect further updates uh, you know there's still there's still way too much gray area and uh, far too many assumptions I think which which the CEO was was making there and to me it was it it smelled a little too much of corporate spin um, yeah. uh, like I said it, 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 it in their response so far I would say is less than stellar um, it, yeah. it really uh, I, I think in this day and age especially when we're having data breaches data day in and day out, uh, one of the most important, I think, differentiators for businesses moving forward is not necessarily whether or not you have a breach. Companies will, will have breaches. That, that's the no, new, new norm now. What the key piece is, is how you respond to that and how 
uh, you deal with your clients and your customers. So I think that will be a key piece. And at least early on, I think Desjardins is, is fumbling the ball there. Yeah, I agree with you. Dominic Vogel is my guest. He's the chief strategist at Cyber.sc. They're a cybersecurity company that works with businesses to protect them from cyber threats and and attacks. And we're talking about the latest data breach in Canada. 2.9 million members of this Quebec uh, credit union chain, Desjardins Group and Quebec uh, Information Compromise. I guess the good news for the rest of the country, for listeners here in British Columbia, Dominic, is maybe this doesn't affect them if this is concentrated in, uh, in Quebec. But I don't know. I mean, are, are you starting to get angry about stuff like this? Like, you know, I'm getting like deja vu every time one of these happens. I'm thinking back to the the Marriott Hotel breach uh, that we saw last year. And is it is it time, do you think, to start hope, holding these companies more accountable for the information they hold on people? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I mean, a, a couple things there. I think on on, a, on a, at least from a BC perspective, I know yeah. the. Uh, the brick. Um, if you need, you need to pay, you know, use the um, you know their options to pay monthly or or what have you. That's rooted through Desjardins. Oh, uh, so um, there there is there there could be a uh, a significant BC exposure into those oh. numbers as well. Oh no. Uh, so- so that's 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 worth considering for yeah. for your for your viewers and your and your listeners. Um, on the other side, in terms of you know if, if it's pissing me off, um, <laughs> yeah, to to me, I think what really bothers me is the fact that I'm, I'm worried that we're going to become desensitized as a society to what act, actually we mean by a data breach. You know, people hear it and it. To them, it's like okay, there's another accident. You know, who, who cares? You know, what, what should we be doing, kind of thing. And uh, I think that's the greatest danger that is, as a society, uh, that we don't hold uh, these corporations accountable. Uh, I, I truly believe uh, what's going to ultimately be required for uh, significant change is very similar to what Ralph Nader did in the U.S. with consumer advocacy for car safety. Um, up until the you know late 80s, late 80s, early 90s. No one gave a damn about car safety. People were dying left, right, and center on the roads uh, until cons- the consumer advocacy uh, uh, charge led the way for greater advancements in car safety. Now, you fast forward to, to, uh, to today, when you watch a car commercial, what, often what are they talking about? It's not how fast a car is or how many cup holders it has. The thing they talk about today is safety. How safe it is, right. Exactly. So yeah. it's gonna, I think it's going to require that level of consumer advocacy. As, like, as a society, we need to take that step forward. And ultimately, uh, hopefully, you know, we follow a, a similar model in which some years in the future, hopefully it won't take 20 or 30 more years, but hopefully some point soon, that, that, that's one of the ways which we gauge um, uh, the, our trust in organizations is how secure uh, they are in terms of uh, dealing with and storing our most uh, what, sensitive data. What can individual consumers do to make that happen? I mean, can you ask questions of the companies you're doing business with? What are your security protocols around my personal information? Or is that just too too deep a dive for, for most people? Yeah, into. you know, it, 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 it's it's really a tough, you know, that that's a tough piece, and you know, it often comes down to you know who, who you're dealing with at an organization and or or potential business. And if you ask, you know, someone at, at a client experience level, you know, how do you guys handle data security? You're often wet, met with an um and a ah, uh, or oh, you know, we we have banking grade encryption, and it's like, well, what the hell does that mean? And um, you're you're often not going to get um um a useful answer. I think one of the most important things that we can do individually 
is make sure that at all levels of government uh, that we let our MLAs, our MPs, our local politicians know that at the, both the public and private sector, that this is an important thing that we want to see change. We need to see greater oversight. You know, so we're, we're seeing elements of that from a privacy level. We're seeing elements of that in terms of mandatory data breach notifications. I think we need to keep pressing down and going down that road of greater uh, government oversight because ultimately that's the only way, uh, at least from a private sector perspective, that organizations are going to are going to change. You know, back to the, the car safety analogy, there were greater oversight. There was more um, laws and regulations passed uh, in U.S. Congress and then adopted by countries across the world in terms of car safety. I think we're going right. to have to go down a similar trajectory. Dominic, thanks for coming on. My pleasure, Mike. Have a good one. I appreciate it. Thank you. Dominic Vogel, he is the chief strategist, Cyber.sc. That's a cybersecurity company. Uh, talking about the latest data breach in Canada, 2.9 million records uh, lost or, or divulged from the Desjardins Group in Quebec.